Hi, I'm TJ. And I'm Dan. And you're listening to Season 2, Episode 6 of Crossing the Thames. This week, we learned that EA Sports have lost their minds with FIFA 19. We discussed the weekend Spurs and Arsenal games. And this week, we also learned that Joe Hart is now the best goalkeeper in the EPL. So, TJ. Hello again. How How's are you? Going? I'm doing good. Yeah. Back after two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. I I actually felt like I was missing something last week. Um, as as you know, I've been really into podcasting in general mm. lately, working on it with my business. And I've been podcasting, 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 and doing research and stuff for my business, trying trying to be better than we've been on this podcast, at least. <laughs> and uh, Careful anyhow, now. We don't want to make it too professional. Well, and <laughs> if you... If you hadn't already had plans uh, last weekend, I was going to make you come in and do something with me. But, <laughs> but uh, I was I was I was happy just to take take a day and do nothing, pretty much. <laughs> nice. So, how, how has your week been? And been pretty busy. Yeah, pretty busy with work. Uh, it's funny. It feels like every year we start sooner, but uh, the prep work for the holiday season, just because of like printer deadlines and advertising deadlines like certain things have to be in <clears throat> months and months and months before christmas basically comes so it's funny it's like feels like we're still kind of at the tail end of summer here and i'm working on christmas creative so it's kind of it's but it's it's one of those things like you have a deadline you're working towards so it's been kind of kind of hectic the last couple of weeks working through those but uh yeah it's been good yeah the christmas uh, yeah yeah i i you remember those days i i, I remember those days it's a fun Fun time, and by fun I mean sarcastic. It's uh, like because you got like four or five, <laughs> as they say in the business world, stakeholders, who you know all have an opinion, but nobody knows how to do design work, and, and myself included. <laughs> and I'm like the closest thing to someone who knows how to do it, just because I know how to operate the software. And so then you're like, well, I want it to be this image, and it's like, it's not going to fit. Well, make it fit. All right, I'll show you what it looks like when you make it fit. Well, why is it all like? Uh, distorted. That's because you made it fit. Oh, okay. why do I look even fatter in this piece? Because I had to squish it to fit it in. Yeah. So then they're like, well, "Fine, just do it the way you want to do it." <laughs> well, this be done by now if we just listen to me in the first place. So, so we were talking before starting the podcast here. One of the things that uh, I've got to enjoy that you have yet to try is uh, they released the demo. I think it was Thursday last week, or yeah, I guess it's last week now because it's Sunday here. But Thursday, they released the demo for FIFA 19. Hmm. And, of course, uh, I pre-ordered FIFA. Um, I didn't. You can pay even more to get access to it, like, three days in advance. Mm. I didn't do that. I'm just one of the poor peasants that's, that's playing FIFA 19 <laughs> still. Actually, I, forget, I think I forgot to tell you this. There was a, a couple of months ago, I, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I'm playing it. I'm like, what is wrong with this game? It, like, feels so funny. Were you playing 17? I was playing 17. I didn't nice. even realize because I think... I don't have the discs for either one of those. I think I just downloaded it to the hard drive. Yeah. And so I just accidentally clicked the wrong one. Well, I have, so I have in my drawer, uh, I think it's FIFA 9 through, FIFA 09 through uh, yeah. probably, I think it's 17. Mm. No, 16. 17, 18, I've downloaded, but through, so I've got all these and I keep thinking maybe they'll be worth something some year to someone, but <laughs> no. They're just sitting in my drawer. You know, some they're worth about Xbox a quarter at a garage games. sale. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of which, my wife did a garage sale this weekend. And she sold a few things, but it's like, she's like, she's so excited. She's like, I made like a good $40, $50 an hour. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> you, how lost, many, you lost hundreds of hours. Yeah, like, on. okay, how, much, how many hours did it take to get this set up? It's not just the hours you're open. And then yeah. how many hours did it take me to help you get all this stuff wow. to where we're taking it to sell it? How many like, hours of your work and her work was it to earn the money to buy the stuff originally that well, you're now yeah. selling at I'm a like, rate price? Exactly. I'm like, you haven't made any money yet. Wait till you get my invoice for helping you set it all up. But <laughs> thankfully, that's... Spoken like a good husband. Yeah, for me, I'd rather just write a check and take it to the dump and be done with it. Just when you throw it into the dump, and it just when it hits the the, the metal container, Spoken it just like explodes a true everywhere. Washingtonian, I love put it, it in the dump. Recycling, what's that? <laughs> Give me a plastic straw. So, so I just wanted to before we got to get, get get into the games and stuff, I wanted to to chat with you because the one thing about the FIFA 19 demo that so you get, I think there's like nine teams you can play with. Um, is Arsenal one of them? No, no. And I probably won't play. In it. the EPL, I think it's it's United City and Spurs are the only. I think I could be missing one, but it's those three are for sure. Mm. Um, Bundesliga, you got of course Bayern and, and Dortmund, and then you've got Real Madrid and Atleti. 
No Barca, huh? I don't think Barca was in wow. this, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Juventus and... Uh, that's that pro Ronaldo. Yeah, there, there, there might be a team or two I'm missing in there, but it, that's you know most of the teams. So I played a few games, right? So as a Bayern fan, I, I wanted to play with them too, but of course I mm. start with Spurs always. Um, the Spurs team is actually really uh, well-rounded, um, like stats-wise. Um, you know, you go into like City and you got all these like stars, but there, it just seems to not be rounded. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but just playing with Spurs was a smoother experience than playing even with Bayern, who, by the way, and this is, was a fun, interesting point. Of all the teams in the demo, Bayern has the overall highest stats. They have a 90 attack. I want to say it was an 85 mid and 85 defense. It was total crap. And the next closest, I think, was Madrid. And I think it was an 80. It was like an 85 attack, but then like an 89 midfield. And then How is their defense. midfield only 89? I mean, they have like the Modric. three best midfielders in the world, basically. Modric, Isco. Yeah, I, I don't know. Cruz. I, but yeah, yeah Cruz, of course. But, but you know, and I'm looking at the Bayern team. The other thing that I really like about Bayern is their bench. Um, they've mm. got, I mean, so based on how the game is set up, right? And usually these are set up based on, like, a, a, a most recent team selection is usually how they create the lineup. Yeah. So they had Serge Gnabry, whatever, former Arsenal. Um, you guys screwed the pooch on that one, if you yeah, ask me. Um, they had him on the bench. Um, they have Tolisso. He was in the reserves, um, because they are Bayern is because they have they have Goretzka now and yeah. then of course uh, I, I, which Thiago. I don't understand why he just because he was a free agent right he decided to go to Bayern it's like who does he think he's gonna pl- like Goretzka yeah he's been playing really yeah he's good so who's benched uh, I Thiago Tolisso how is Thiago benched for Goretzka they, they kind of do a bit of a rotation but I I mean I haven't seen all the Bayern games but all the ones I have seen Goretzka has been playing. Um, um, and actually, this week, uh, Serge, Serge Gnabry was in there. Um, I think I'm saying that right, Gnabry. It's weird to have a GN at the beginning of a yeah. Phyllis Casano. For white G. people, like we have a hard time saying <laughs> funny names. But, uh, uh, you know, and then, of course, and you and I had a text conversation about this, but you've got Arian Robin and Frank Ribery, who, let's face it, they're on the wrong side of t- father time here in, in football. But they're still, and, and I mean, uh, Robin just scored in this game this week, and my, my argument great. is the only reason those guys are still playing at a high level is because they play in the Bundesliga, which is like playing in the, the over-30s league. And then when it comes to the Champions League, they save themselves for the Champions League. If yeah. you put Bayern in the EPL, I don't think they do as well in the Champions so, League. So I know you think that. And so I so I spent some time on playing the game, and I'm playing with Bayern. No, Dan, I know that. Okay. So I'm playing with Byron, and I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so TJ thinks this. And so while I'm playing, and, and I'm playing it like on the easiest level, I think I beat Dortmund like 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 16 to nil or something. It was ridiculous, right? <laughs> so I didn't have to actually pay attention to the game. I'm just kind of flicking it around. And um, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so TJ TJ thinks this. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some credence to what you're saying, but I'm still going to disagree with you. So here, here's where the credence is, right? They play – Lower opposition as a general rule throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would argue that the Bundesliga is much more competitive than La Liga in general. Um, La Liga, there's uh, uh, you know maybe four teams at the top, and then there's a chasm between. The Bundesliga, those. There's one league, one team there, at the there's top. There's one big team. Their at training the top, sessions are tougher than their their actual not, league games. There's not, but but the chasm is different because there is actually a, a large maybe ten team group that is. Inferior, but but not crap, right? You've got you've got Dortmund, who actually they look like crap this year, to be honest. But they haven't they haven't historically been. You've got um, you've got a, a, a Red Bull uh, Leipzig. Mm-hmm. You've got um, um, uh, Leverkusen. You've got Mucha Gladbach when they're when they're on form. Mucha Gladbach, I don't even think gets into the top six of La Liga. Well, maybe Leverkusen, Leipzig, and Dortmund. I can give you. But the three of them aren't as good as Atletico. No, They're, the three of them are maybe on Sevilla's level. Yeah, that, 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 that's a, but that's so. So that's this is my point. We have that's that's a great analogy. We have while La Liga, we I'm not a I, I don't know why I'm claiming the Bundesliga, but um, 
as a Bayern fan, you don't even have as much German see. blood as you thought you did. No, I'm I'm more English potentially, which was a weird thing to find out. Anyhow, long story short, I I just I found so Bayern is the dominant team in the demo. If you just look at pure numbers, they have the best uh, uh, rating of all the teams. Um, Dortmund is is sad in the demo. I think they have like their They've highest of, is like 79 guys, is our highest stat, and Pulisic is only a 79 still. I, I don't know. That's Maybe it's the American in me, but I feel like you should at least be in the 80s, well, the low 80s. It's kind of like they have a they have a they're not being consistent. It's like you can't have a bunch of Bayern players over inflated because they do really well in the Bundesliga and not over inflate Pulisic, who does well in the Bundesliga, right? Well, any I mean, okay, so let me ask you a question. As a former Arsenal player, Serge Serge Gnabry, do you think he's an 82? <clears throat> And I know he had a great He's year last year. He's an 82, and Pulisic is a 79. And Pulisic wow. is 79. Do, does that seem right to you? No, I mean, I feel like they're at least on the same Honestly, level. Honestly, it, it like makes me sick to my stomach that we don't have Gnabry yet. <laughs> like, man, we really screwed And Gnabry had a great year. I'm not I'm not bashing him. Sort of I, just, I think Pulisic should I thought be Pulisic, rated higher. I thought in the old... I thought in 18, he was like 83 or 84. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, the numbers can change, you know, especially if you have like live stats enabled when you're playing. But yeah. But uh, anyhow, I mean, we we kind of and we had this on Facebook too because Brad chimed in too about kind of the ratings for this year's FIFA and how crazy they are. Like, well, and you know, I don't know. Kane. So so it's hard to gripe about a player that's rated as an 89, right? That's a pretty good rating. But but Lewandowski, he's not a 90. There's no way he's 90. I, maybe see, 88. And this I give where, him an 88. This is where I think Lewandowski, and then maybe this is the difference between how you and I rate the Bundesliga. I think Lewandowski is fine at 90, but I don't think Kane is an 89 and Lewandowski is a 90. I think Kane... I think Kane is a 90. Should be a 90, maybe a 91. And actually, overall, I'm usually a little more, like, free with the stats yeah. when it comes to feel. Like, I think a lot of times players are underrated and should get more. But, like, Higain at a 90, he didn't even... I mean, by his standards, didn't have a, a, as good a year last year. Lewandowski didn't have as good a year last year. He had a terrible World Cup. Um, Aguero is is below both of those guys, too. Like, I think, if anything, both of those guys should be at 88 or 87, and Aguero should be at a 90. Kane should be at a 90. Um also, based on, I mean, so here's the thing. FIFA, Hazard is 91, shocks me too. FIFA's, FIFA's obviously based over multiple years. It can't be based. Otherwise, Mbappe would have been higher too. I think Mbappe should be higher than this. Well, it, so that's what I'm saying. I think that they obviously they have to base their stats over. Because, like I said, last year Chicharito was an 82. He should have been a 60-something last year with how he played for <laughs> West Ham. So, but, but here's the thing. I think it's just based on the time that Mbappe's played, he should be higher than an 87. His stats are unreal. Yeah, but it's like and it's, it's not just stats. It's like you watching him play. He looks like the best player on the field. I 100% agree. But when we're talking about stats in this game, I think the problem is this is an 18-month sample size, more or less. It's a year and a half. But, yeah, with Hazard, I I agree. I think the fact that he was rated so high after the year he had last year is crazy. I think Hazard's always been a little overrated, although this season seems like he's kind of starting to prove God wrong. but, But, I mean. He just plays depending on how much he likes the manager at the time. Yeah, next year he'll hate sorry like yeah. he did with Conte and Mourinho before that. Yeah. And he gets he, he gets he gets tired of the manager, yeah. but I mean, on Mbappe, I think the thing that's surprising is I don't know he's at the same level as Burton's. He's at the same level as Alexis Sanchez. He's at the same level as Lukaku. Like no one in their right mind thinks that Mbappe is the same level as Lukaku. No, Lukaku no, is no too high does. here. Honestly, he should be eighty-five. And I'm a big Lukaku fan. I think he's just he just isn't as consistent as he needs to be. I mean, for a while there, Lukaku and Kane were really neck and neck. And then Kane took it to the next level, and Lukaku seemed to kind of slow down. Well, do you think Neymar should be a 92? No. Well, here's here's the thing. I think FIFA, you're right. It's it's over it's an a, aggregate of years. Yeah. And so, like, there's certain players, star players, that they're going to keep at a certain level, even if they've maybe lost a step. Um, but the other thing I think that FIFA is really lacking in and could really, I mean, here's the thing. We buy these games every single year. And the only reason we're pay, paying for it is to get the most up-to-date rosters. squads. It's ridiculous. Although, and I was telling you this, <clears> in the <throat> demo, I got the first chance to play with this first touch mechanism. 
So you know, you know how like sometimes uh, you can flick the what is it, the left joystick? I don't know. I do it naturally, so I don't think about what I'm pushing. But the yeah. left joystick, yeah. and it'll cause you to kind of receive the ball slightly differently. Well, they've enhanced that a ton. So there's times where the ball come looping out of the air, and instead of doing a bring down, I'll actually pop it back over my head, sending the defender the wrong way. Oh, cool. And then I can take off. It's, there, it's just there's really, a few different really mechanisms they change that. with that. So that and that and but, I appreciate. But that. by and large, yes, but it's the roster. I think there. the thing that's been missing for a long time. And I've been playing FIFA since FIFA 90. Right, the thing that's been missing a long time on the stats is how young up-and-coming players get rated. Right, yeah. you'll have a guy and you've just watched him play on a Saturday morning, and then you fire up FIFA, and he's like, he's horrible. He's like, well, you know, a cancerous donkey out there. Name? He can't even J- run. Jaden Sancho or whatever. He's the the young guy on. It doesn't Dorman. matter who he is. He's if he's eighteen or seventeen. Yeah, it's it's Sancho. It's, he was like the star for Dortmund at the end of the year last year. Yeah, but you it, even physically. I mean, I get that maybe. Composure is going to be in 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 the garbage, right? Or yeah. vision, or um, positioning sense, like some of those things that come with time and come with experience. Hey, obviously, rate them in in the twenties for all I care. But like, you've got some of these guys out there, and you're like, there's no way this guy's this slow or this weak or you know can't shoot like you, normal shooting, and he like skies it every single time. It's like it just feels like for younger guys, they need to come up with a new way of rating them so that like maybe experience and vision and positioning and you know decision making those stats get skewed higher in the overall rating than things as simple as pace right because i mean you could have usain bolt out there and he might be an 82 because his his pace is 99 and you know just that alone gets him a decent rating so i feel like they need to kind of apparently tinker in, with that a little in bit. 19 from what i've read i didn't experience it a whole lot because i've been actually trying to slow down i normally play like counter-attacking cut cut rate pace when i'm yeah. playing but uh, pace is supposed to be the big. They were uh, a, lot, trying to a lot of things. That. I, no, no, a lot of things I'd read said that pace is overpowered in nineteen. Really? So I feel like that they for years they've been trying to minimize that because it's always been the case that pace is what rules. Yeah. Although I have to say maybe that is reflective of real life, right? Um, kind of going into the the games. Yeah. Is you know Liverpool are killing people with their just nonstop running and pressing game. You know, so maybe maybe it is reflective of real life. Is that pace or stamina, though? I mean, pace, yes, but I think I would say I would maybe argue it's more. There's not than too stamina. many guys faster than Salah and Mane right. out there, and so even Firmino as a center forward. I mean, he's a lot faster than Kane. He's just going to be pressing guys. So before we head into the match day, because I want to as well, and we've already been talking about this other stuff. So this is my brainchild, so TJ can't take any credit for this. Um, he won't want to, though. <laughs> um, and, and technically, I shouldn't take credit either because it's kind of a, a stolen idea from another podcast. But we're going to be working here shortly um, to come up with MLS teams for our listeners. So Brad uh, from Australia, who probably would never watch MLS for any real reason, um, we're going to find you an MLS team. Um, anybody else, including the guy that I'm looking at right now, TJ, who is so anti-MLS, even though he lives in Seattle or near Seattle. If only you could see my face right now. Yeah. So so the idea here and, and what we're I just want do, everyone to notice I tried to like gloss over this in the notes and go straight Yeah, to he was, he so was trying to skip it. I'm not didn't have him. to That we didn't have to talk about this? So so what's going to happen here, um, long, long story short, and, and we'll put more details on the website and post about it once we're ready, but... Um, and, and this is a blatant rip uh, of, of another podcast, so if you know what I'm talking about. So we're going to get sued? No, because they're, they're doing it for EPL teams. They're doing it for Americans finding EPL teams. We're doing it for, well, it might be Americans too, but anybody who listens. I think the original deal might be better than this idea. Oh, yeah, it's it's way better, but we got to do something, <laughs> right? So, so you know, there's always the, uh, the uh, hidden uh, deal. The reason we're doing this, uh, or one of the reasons, is we're also trying to increase our ratings on iTunes, and this is a fun way to do it. But we're going to put a questionnaire up on the site. Some might say the way to increase your ratings on iTunes is to be good. To do a half decent podcast. No, no, no. We like to be bad. And <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. No. Um, so, so we're going to put some questions up on the site. So the job will be to take those questions and answer them in the forms of an iTunes review. And don't worry, we'll put all the directions and stuff on the site and so forth. But we're working at this. It may be a couple weeks out still. Um, that said, so publicly tell us how bad we are. If you've ever, yes. <laughs> And then we will assign we an will equally assign bad MLS team depending, to you. And then that's the team stars. you get to have. <laughs> just think just who's, think of all like the really cool like MLS right sacker now? scarves you can have. You know, LA Galaxy has been really horrible. 
I don't what know. about the, the well, Houston Dingoes? If you give us if you give us one star, we're going to assign you a USL team, <laughs> which is the second league in America, because um, our first league isn't bad enough. And what uh, about AYSO? That's youth. Don't they have like AYSO teams? I was going to tell assign? you, my kids they're in uh, SC. <laughs> don't get S- it wrong. SCYSO. <laughs> San Juan Camino Youth Soccer Organization. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about that while I was at the game uh, Saturday. And Okay, enough of that. We're going to put some more information up on that, but if you've always wanted an MLS team or you did never want one, but you're just kind of curious as to where we might stick you, um, or, yeah, we're going to do that. We're so going to stick you really We're going to... I'll leave the stick in. With a soccer team. I'm leaving the stick in the TJ. Uh Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think what MLS team would go to Brad. Would go to like an an Aussie. Like what team reflects Australia? We well, don't really have that. We kind of know Brad's personality a little bit since he's like literally the only person who talks with us. On well, Facebook. to me, it's it's Ever more. Ever since you pissed off Ron Curdy, it now be... it's just Brad. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. He, <laughs> he's not, he's not one for, for for inane banter. Apparently, uh, he's only he's only on Facebook for the serious conversations. Um, but getting back to Brad. And Australia, like what part of America is kind of like Australia? Because Australia is like Great Britain's Wild West. It was never so, settled. It's but full see, of I wouldn't want to assign someone backwards, like crazy and, criminals. And California team, but like a crappy California team, which is the San worst. San Jose. So he, San Jose is his team. I think that's what it. You don't it's even like, have to comment now, Brad. There you go. That's maybe, a freebie. Maybe. Or maybe you know, I also think of Utah as kind of being. You like know, the Sounders worst. just picked up a really awesome Real game. Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake. The Sounders just picked up, uh, well, on loan, uh, a pretty awesome, as far as MLS is concerned, uh, I see left back. Maybe he should be a Sounders fan. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I think I would end up assigning, if it was just up to me and not like a, a built questionnaire, I'd probably just say, hey, you're a Sounders fan. You're a Sounders fan. I don't like you. You're a you would Portland like fan. You would like that. Okay, let's move on to the other thing people don't listen to us to talk about is the games. So, uh, yeah. He's it's kinda, been a good weekend for me overall, I have to admit. Well, we had an off week last weekend, but you've had two in a row where you three guys won and we've lost. We've won, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you've won three in a row. We've won three in a row. So we'll get to that more later. But, um, yeah, so match day five happened, and uh, I don't think too many people were overly surprised by the Spurs result, although Spurs fans were probably hoping we could win. Um, or I mean, at least squeak out a... The Liverpool's my pick for the title, so it doesn't surprise me that you guys lost, really. Yeah, I mean, I think if we're honest, I don't think many Spurs fans are going to be surprised. I think, so So just to kind of go through my thing, my negative, I'm going to start there first, is that we were pretty much second string the whole game. To We were second fiddle to, to Liverpool. Um, I would have liked to have seen us take the game to them more than we did we Mm. pretty much it wasn't until the end of the game that we were really trying to take it to them and i I, and we'll get to the tactics thing more but i I believe tactically there that potch is a bit to blame again i guess that was my 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 main question i had for you when i was looking at it it looked almost like he was playing like a 4-4-2 diamond in that game because he had harry winks in there and he's trying to like shoehorn a bunch of center mids in there but he was he had winks playing out wide which I'm not anti. I mean, they they all flow, right? That's so, kind of what happens in a mid in a, in a diamond, though. Is you end up kind of floating to the wing and kind of trying to cut back in. And, but but he had Dyer, Dembele, and Winks, and Erickson, like, and then of course Mora and and Kane up top. But I'm thinking Dyer and Winks, or sorry, Dembele and Winks are cut from similar cloth. Dembele's. By far, but I mean that's pretty standard for for four four two diamond. Though. Yeah, but you bring in. I mean, I guess it depends on. I guess maybe he played more of a squish diamond. I when I played when on FIFA or when I watch other teams play the four four two diamond, it's typically a wide diamond where you actually have a left and a right mid. Oh, really? Rather than a bunch of centers. I feel everywhere. like that's a really rare formation. Is it? The yeah. Sounders actually going back down the list. The Sounders actually played that formation for like four years running. Um, when that's the only time. It's the only instance I can think of. Four four two diamond with wide midfielders. So like, get, to me, get, it's like you're basically playing with like nobody in the middle of the park. <laughs> so we lost Ali, and I think that was single handedly the biggest blow to the team. And I think that I think it screwed you guys up tactically. Well, I think, and this is so. So I kind of float obviously in the Tottenham circles with podcasts and news, and I you know I follow a lot of of Tottenham news, and it seemed like. 
Tottenham fans in general um, were voicing the concern that we all feel Dele Alli is underrated, right? Mm. And he's rated pretty highly, but we think that people don't realize all the work he does off the ball that creates the opportunities both for himself and he, for He attracts else. a lot of attention, I think, as part of it. And so we're all like, this is going to be kind of scary to see what the team looks like without <clears throat> Dele Alli playing in it. And sure yeah. enough, we didn't have somebody creating opportunities for the other guys up front. Shouldn't that be Erickson's job, though? I feel like Erickson's more the creator. Like, Deli Alley never struck, no, strikes me as a creator. No, Erickson's a creator, but his, his off-the-ball movement's different. Okay. His off-the-ball movement is, let's get open so they can get me the ball so I can create again. Yeah. Deli's off-the-ball movement is, I'm going to make this crazy run. Which pulls defense if, out of position. And if they pass yeah. it to me, maybe I get a shot, but it's also going to drag a defender two, maybe even three with me. And it's a big. It's a. There's. They're both important, but they're they're different roles. So he's kind of like Deli Alley's like a poor man's Aaron Ramsey, is what you're saying. Anyhow, um, <laughs> you got I, that look in your face where you're like, "You're such a jerk." Well, I was trying to think of something witty to say, and then I just realized I'm gonna just let that go. I, <laughs> he kind of outwitted himself on that comment. Um, I mean, pretty much our only listeners are Spurs fans, so they're gonna be like, they're gonna all be to, like, you know, yeah. Burn me at the stake. See, that, that speaks a lot to the quality of the podcast. I guess so. If we attract Spurs fans, then this is a good Spurs podcast. <laughs> Boy. Actually, or it I, just tells you how... I think you're way better at this than I am, so I'm just going to say. That's the funniest thing you said but, all, all day. Anyhow, so just to wrap this up so you can have a chance to talk, but... um. The good, so the good things here. So I would have, I would have liked. I know they were resting son. He just got back, and you know now that he's not going to be in the military, he needs to get used to a. Life I was surprised he even played. I mean, yeah, he played in the World Cup. Then he played the Asian Games. He just, he, he just arrives. Yeah. You know, has he even had a chance to train yet? They throw him in there. I guess you're desperate when you're down. But when you don't sign new players, you don't need a chance to train to know what you already know what your team's going to do, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. We think jet lag would kick in at some point, but yeah, yeah. But so Lamella looked great when he came in, and obviously he got the goal. But I remember thinking to myself before the goals, like Lamella just opened this thing up. He, <clears> he actually brought the attack, and see so yeah. th- that's the thing. And maybe Poch was trying to be a little bit more defensive in nature. But you've got Dyer, Dembele, who is not an attacking mid; he's a box to box, and sometimes even drifts back into a more defensive mid position. And Winks, who's a box to box. And then, so basically, that left us with three attackers, right? Erickson, um, um, Mora, and Kane. Which should be more than enough. But that's not how we play. We play with, like, five attackers, generally. We would have um, Deli Ali in there. Yeah. And um, um, Yeah, but again, you're playing Liverpool, so you kind of have to change a little bit in order to get the result. But then once we brought in Lamella, and this is the point I'm getting to, is once we brought in Lamella, we actually had that attack more. And that was when we got a, a, a fortunate bounce, but you create your own fortune yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the same time, though, devil's advocate here, um, the reality is around the same time, Bertongan tried to gouge Firmino's eyes out. And so he has to leave the field. And so now, I mean, Liverpool's team, to me, you talk about how important Dele Alli is. That Liverpool team is crap without Firmino. The whole thing lives and dies on Firmino. As soon as they took yeah. him out of the game, all of a sudden, like, the, it's it's like a house of cards. They fall apart. That That is a... So I, Jan did us a favor. I'm apt to agree with you, Jan. <laughs> Jan Vertonghen. Go for the other eye next time. Uh, um, yeah, so so then the, the other thing I was going to say... Sorry, I am trying to get to an ending point so you can actually have more conversation on your... I'm, I'm trying to over. stop you from making your Totally point. taking over. But uh, I'm parking the bus on this conversation. Here's my key takeaway: BPL needs VAR. <laughs> I'm sorry, but wouldn't you be sick if you guys got a result out of that game? You were like terrible the whole game. Why would we be sick? Good teams are teams that squeak <clears throat> results. When I guess I would be board. satisfied if I got a point out of that, despite how bad the team played. But I'd still be sick at how bad the team played. Like you guys did not, in any stretch, deserve a point out of that game. Justice was served, in my opinion. Yes, I you agree. You could have lost that 5-0. I agree 100% on the whole of the game we did not deserve. However, getting to the end, popping the goal in, and within a few minutes, there was a handball in the box. Uh, was it Wijnaldum? Was it the handball? It was a handball. I'm thinking of the one where um, Sun gets kicked right before he shoots. My, oh, Man A kicks him right at the end. Maybe I'm confusing a different game. I remember making a mental. <laughs> I've watched. I've literally watched like ten soccer games this week. I can see the intro I'm, now, I'm and Dan forgets what game he's watching. 
He's like, wait, is this the Bundesliga? Is this Hoffenheim? It was it was Sun that was involved, so you're probably right. That was when Sun got. It was well, see, the reason why it sticks out in my memory right. is I thought that's never a penalty. What? I don't see anything. There's no penalty there. Uh, maybe it's a And then they show the reverse angle, and you're like, oh, yep, that yeah. looks like a penalty. And it's like you can see why the ref didn't give it. But you're right. If they had VAR, they probably would have given it. And and I know that there's varying opinions, but for the most part, most people seem to be pro VAR anymore because it did well at the World Cup. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah. I, yeah, there's going to be people you probably because you and I typically it's disagree like, on it's, a lot it's of like, stuff it's the, if you had VAR though you guys would have got a point in times like these you didn't deserve the point so the footballing well, gods were fair let's reverse this if the guy hadn't taken the son's legs out he may have actually shot and made a goal in which case we would have got the point anyhow it is Liverpool's defense after all no, I, no their I defense has been pretty good it's kind of hard to say that anymore since, I will say that Van that Dijk, goal Lamella scored was a great goal, but how in the world does no one get onto that? Well, it was a fortunate bounce to his feet, but once he had it, it was a great, a great shot. He had a small angle; he had to tuck it in. So I mean, it, to me, it was all. It was all. I don't know that it was fortunate. I think it was Lamella just was did amazing. Yeah. It was all him. He it wasn't luck like you know that goal that. The guy scored against Arsenal a couple weeks ago. It was like he just like, oh, there's the ball. And well, but it. the goal was still pretty awesome in that regard too. It just fell to his feet. I, I think this. I think it was a similar. It was. It was Lamella's control though. He took. He almost grabbed it out of the air yeah. with how he took it down on his chest. But my point is, there's a defender right in front of him, mm-hmm. and the goalkeeper. How does no one stop that? And it's the tightest of angles. Well, they did have. Well, they did for a short period have the uh, record-breaking goalkeeper transfer. So, Allison. Yeah. Who also know. was the one who made that, tried to do that Cruyff turn and gave it away the previous game and got a goal. Scored I love stuff like that. And yet they complain at Czech for being, you know, crappy with his feet. He hasn't... Well, it wasn't his game. Like, I would defend Czech regardless of if he's an Arsenal I think player. Czech's doing great. Yeah. I mean... All things considered. You're teaching an old dog new tricks. And, and he's, he's actually... And he's learning it. He's doing okay. Does it make him amazing? I mean, our bigger issue is Mustafi, which, of course, we'll get to, but... All right, so that's... Uh, I'll shut up on my thoughts. What are your thoughts saying? Did so you my positive is that. What's that? Did you actually watch it this time? I did. I watched. I was kind of like you. I watched bits and pieces of it. Okay. Because I had watched the Arsenal game, and then by that point, Des had left, and so I had Sophie. So I was trying to watch her, and then like at some point, I had to poop that morning. Yeah. So I missed part of the game for that reason. That's like uh, the first half gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I can still hear it, and then I run out like you know. Spurs oh. game poop. <laughs> That's a no brainer. <laughs> well, it was a very similar experience, but uh, so my positive was Spurs lost. Yeah. So, like, you, you know, yay! Uh, my negative was, I'm really not looking forward to Arsenal's game, game against Liverpool in November. <laughs> I don't blame you. Because, you know, your defense is way better than our defense. Um, I think the only thing you could maybe try to argue about is we didn't have, you didn't have Lloris, and I think that really showed. Actually, yeah. I think maybe he's more important. I didn't important think Vorm was awful, but he definitely wasn't. I don't know. Although he, there's lots of calls on Twitter to, to drop him for Gazzaniga. Yeah, well, I wouldn't do that, but I he's he definitely he's noticeably a down you know a step down from from Larice, and I think the other thing that becomes more evident is like the communication at the back, right? You know, a lot of it starts with your keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he it just seemed a little disorganized in there, set pieces and such. And then actually, I saw Toby make some mistakes. That well, and that's maybe the other point is why in the world is Toby starting there? You know, I get him and. And Vertonghen have a long history together, but he's only just, you know, maybe ease him back. Like, maybe put, against Liverpool of all teams, like, maybe put Sanchez in there over all the world. Of yeah, course. I'm part of, see, I'm partially wondering why we didn't do the back three against yeah, I Liverpool, the same thought. but yet we did it against I mean, Brad Washington. commented on Facebook, he's like, what you guys don't understand is a back three is really more attacking formation and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, it, it really can de- be. It depends on, it depends it depends on, on the play. team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on if you decide to make an attacking I mean, if formation. you, if you, if, if Poch is like, Davies, Trippier, or in this case, Rose, Rose Trippier, bomb forward. Then yeah. yes, it can be a more. I mean, I could make three four three very defensive. You put those three center backs in with your normal fullbacks, and you put Wanyama and Dyer as your two middle de- <laughs> defensive mids, and then be like, "Come at me, bro!" It's like you know, it's not, it's not uh, parking the bus. It's like you know, parking, I don't know, a tank or something. Like, how are you going to get back, get back past all those guys? You know. Well, Dyer's part of it. That's how. I don't know, man. Like, just at the end of that game, like, he, do you see the he ended up? I think getting subbed at the end. Yes, of the game. he should. <laughs> He's the one who got subbed for Lamella. Dyer had. Did you a... see him get hit in the face with the ball? No. So he gets hit in the face with the ball, and he ends up just like dropping, right? 
And then, like, they're tending to him wherever he gets up. And then it's not even two minutes later. I think it's, like, the same player, too. I can't remember who it was. Like, it was, this was Van in Dyke. the game? In the game. You missed it. He gets, <laughs> he gets the ball square in the face again. It's not even two minutes later. And then eventually he gets subbed. It's probably, yeah. like, he probably has a broken nose. I don't know. See, I've just not... I think once Wanyama is fully back, I'm... You'd rather have Wanyama? Wanyama from two years ago. Last year he spent a good chunk of the year injured. But Wanyama from two years ago is... In my opinion, better than Dyer. Oh my gosh! And, and the crazy. one thing about Wanyama is he does not make glaring errors every game. Dyer, Dyer is only is like twenty three years old or something. He needs that game. No, no, no. I think Dyer's a great player with time. I don't think he is our starting caliber. I just think I think there's you, you have certain players in every league who you know can be amazing, but they're also good for that devastating mistake at least once a game. And Dyer. I cannot tell you how many games that we've lost goals because he's done a horrible back pass, just like he did in this game when Sala picked it up. And honestly, it w- was good goalkeeping. Um, I mean, Sala hasn't been quite, I think everybody expected him not quite. That's my other negative fire. that scares me is that Sala has not hit form yet. Not well, even top form. He just hasn't hit form yet. Maybe. I, I think there's a, there's a conversation to be had that last year was ridiculous. Like, oh, I, I think he's great. and I, I agree with you. There's, there are times where like, you have a guy that just transcends everything and then never has, plays that well again. I don't think that Sala is one of those guys. You don't? I say, I think he'd, I think that that last year was a transcendent year that he won't I think again. he needs Firmino. Which is also why if I was Barca, he'd be like my number one transfer target because if he can do that to Sala, what will he do with Messi? Right? But Yeah, anyway. Uh, take us on in Arsenal here. Yeah, I guess. I can't wait to hear. Big fan. (laughs) Go Gunners! Woo! All right, sorry. So, yeah, uh, conversely, Arsenal won 2-1 against Newcastle United. Um, Another away win for us. uh, DeAndre Yedlin. uh, Against DeAndre Yedlin. Actually, it was quite interesting watching the game. Especially the first half, we didn't really kind of get anywhere the first half. And I'm sure you have all kinds of opinions about how bad Guendouzi was and all this other stuff. But... It I was interesting because it was kind of like Aubameyang against the DeAndre Yedlin. There's a couple of times it's like maybe Aubameyang did, doesn't know who Yedlin is. Because Yedlin is at the, deceptively the beginning fast. of the game, he tried to like beat him on pace, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? There is no way. I mean, you're like one of the fastest players in the league, but you're not going to beat Yedlin. Like he, it's not he, just he'll like at least keep up with with Aubameyang. Yeah, he can keep. I mean, yeah. but what I'm saying is, what Aubameyang would do would do the, you know the whole move where like he'd kick it past Yedlin and try to just out sprint him. There's no way you're going to beat Yedlin in a foot race like that. Like, like you do that against Zabaleta. You know, you're not, you're not going to do that against... <laughs> you don't do that against DeAndre Is he still playing with West Ham? Yeah. Yeah. He actually looked well, pretty you know, good today. Most, so for most Americans, um, Seattle fans know Yedlin because he played with Seattle for a few years before moving on. But for most Americans, our introduction to Yedlin specifically was an a international game. I'm trying to remember... What it, I think it was a game for something. I don't remember what, but but it was against Eden Hazard, and Eden Hazard had a fast break and mm. had, I think it was like ten yards on Yedlin going to the goal, and Yedlin was the next guy, and Yedlin was able to catch up to him, get in front of him, cleanly take the ball from him, and of course you know as an American and knowing that the quality of Eden Hazard, you're like yeah. Yedlin, yeah, and of course he's on Newcastle, so he's obviously not as amazing as we all think, but yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think he's a solid Premier League right back. I don't think he's I think he deserves to be where he's at for sure. I think in a couple years, if I mean he's he's not young anymore, but he's I think twenty five now or twenty four. In a couple years if he continues working on his game like he has, I think he could play for a top maybe maybe not city, but he could be up He in could the be top like team. a backup. You know, you need you need good squad players to round out your team. I bet Potch could do something with him. Of course, Poch bought him and sold him, so maybe not. <laughs> Poch was like, no, I can't do anything with this guy. Move him on. Never mind. Yeah, I, I think my favorite DeAndre Yellen uh, memory is when he jumps over Solomon Rondon. And he, like, have you seen that? I think they did it on Men and Blazers. He jumps over him, and then he catches Because he's he's going... He, he Yellen jumped over Rondon. But as he jumped over him, he's now going, like, head over heels. And now, like... He's going to break his neck. <laughs> and Rondon catches him and spins him around. Oh, I remember that. Like he's a pretty lady. And he lands on his feet. I, I mean, forgot about Yeah, that. that's my favorite uh, Yedlin. Um, that or the more recent one, they heard, um, Brazil's playing the U.S. 
and was it Neymar? I think it's Neymar. Right, or, like, he's he, like, he, he's he follows me. He's like, did you watch the World did Cup? He's like, look at the ref. Like, did you watch the World Cup? <laughs> uh, come on now. Did you watch the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, it's good to have one of those guys. We just lost Dempsey, so we need another guy who can talk smack. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Arsenal. I keep so yeah. Off. I mean, we we yeah. We're now we're talking about U.S. I'm, players. I'm a talk. I'm in a talking mood. What can I say? Arsenal, Newcastle. Yeah, we didn't look as good in the first half. Although I would say you know Newcastle pressed us more, and I think this is kind of pretty standard for Arsenal. We let teams press us, and we just keep passing and passing and passing, and then we destroy them in the second half because by the time the 60th, 70th minute rolls around, they're gassed. Right? They've spent all their energy, and all we've done is pass the ball around. Right? That's pretty pretty standard Arsenal tactics, you know, from finger ball years. Right? Um, and that's kind of what happened in the second half. the The big difference was he subbed out Guendouzi for Torreira, who I saw lots of people complaining about Guendouzi. I thought he looked great out there. I mean, he he you know we're getting pressed. He you know we would lose the ball and he'd win it back. I mean, what do you want him to do? That's kind of his job. Um, and I think he was far more dynamic at moving the ball around than Jaka, who eventually got my man of the match because the second half was so good. I can't believe I'm even saying that. I mean, two weeks ago, our last podcast, I was complaining about how bad Jaka and Ozil were, and we needed to drop both of them. And here it was like a a toying, you know flip between Ozil or Xhaka for man of the match. They both played great against Newcastle. So um, I guess <laughs> I should just pick some other players to play really, nothing really like bad, and then Newcastle next week they'll prove me wrong. Um, but nothing, yeah. Nothing like Newcastle to make your losers shine. I guess so. I think, and that's kind of what, you know, we're, we're in for some good times uh, as Arsenal fans, right? Because our next four or five games are against bottom feeders. Like, are not. You hope. <laughs> it can get embarrassing. Really yeah, the, uh, the the Brightons of the world end up beating us. But, uh, yeah, the next tough game, I think, is like November something against Liverpool, which, again, I'm dreading. Um, but, yeah, maybe that gives us enough time to kind of work out our own pressing game, right? Um, so, yeah, Ozil, Xhaka played great. Uh, Xhaka's free kick was a little weird. You said you didn't see it. It's you, You'd you mention it, it seemed like it'd be another 35-yard rocket. And it, it was a 35-yarder, but it wasn't – or maybe a 30-yarder. But it wasn't really a rocket when you watch it. It actually moves kind of slow. And I actually think for both of our goals, we're somewhat fortunate in that Newcastle's keeper was terrible. Who is their keeper? Uh, I've never even heard of him before, but from watching the game, his name is Dubrovka. Did did Kroll end up, like, dying or retiring or something? Because he's he's old at this point, right? I don't know what happened to him. I have no idea where he is, but Dubrovka was out there. And um, it wasn't even top right. It was kind of like it was going top right. But by the time it crossed the goal line, it still wasn't top right. And the keeper just reacted slow to it. And the ball was moving pretty slow, all things considered. Like, you know, another keeper would have saved that. Like, Czech would have tipped it over. Um, So I was glad it was Dubrovka in goal. Um, And then the second goal, you know, Xhaka actually played a role in that too. And that he kind of got released down the left wing, surprisingly enough, and then pulled the ball back. And then Lacazette kind of got it, tried to make a shot. And then the rebound falls to Ozil, who's outside the box. And he literally just passes it into the goal. Like... It was an awkward angle, you know, being a left-footed player where it would have been more natural to send it to his right. Uh, but he side-footed it and somehow put enough spin on it that it swerved to the left. But And it somehow made it through all the bodies to goal. And maybe that's the only argument you can make for Dubrovka because he didn't really see it well coming. But he does get a hand to it. And the ball's not even moving that fast. And he still can't stop it from going in, you know. So, again, I was glad that we scored. Um, but... But yeah, overall, I think it was a good performance for Arsenal. Second half, we did really, really well. I think the main negative for me was Mustafi. I don't know if you sounded like you were kind of zoning out. I, on the I had the game playing, but I had. You all should look four up the highlights. The, the Mustafi, the Mustafi Howler first half. Socrates, Socrates, I think I started saw, to come I into saw his that. own. Mustafi like misjudged it and like fell over. Or something. I don't know Socrates what he was trying to do. Down. Like it was almost like I did you know, see that. Like sometimes players will kind of like. <laughs> I think we should start calling this move the Torea, by the way, where it's like you kind of like fall to one knee to try and head it. Like it's it's too high to kick accurately, but if you fall to one knee, you can head it. I call it the Torea because he doesn't even have to fall to one knee. He just heads it because it's like right at that, that young. Know, he's like 5'4 or whatever. Um, but it's almost like well, that's what Mustafi was trying to do, but the ball's coming from over the top. It's not like a level shot that he's bending down to hit with his head. Like, it's like he just fell over for no reason. I, I know it, it's it's it reminded me a little bit of that Griezmann goal last year, but at least that was a good move. Like he actually did something there. I think yeah. it made it harder for Griezmann. Whereas this time it was like he just fell over, and the guy got through. And Socrates has to make up like a ton of distance, which he did, which he did. Um, 
And so I think you know, I think Socrates looked pretty good in the previous game against what was it Cardiff we played last. Yeah, maybe and this Socrates game, I think, has been an underrated pick. I think he's starting to come into his own, and I think he could be you know maybe our signing of the season if he keeps kind of going on this trajectory. Whatever happened to not even because he plays amazingly, but because Mustafi plays so poorly, he makes him look better. Whatever happened to Leno? I remember because at the beginning I like he was my call for pickup of the season for you guys, and he hasn't even played. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, and Czech's been fine. I'm not and what I've been reading is, I don't really know much about Emery, but I was reading that Emery typically doesn't like to rotate that much. Like, he'll just stick with the same starting 11 and just play them, regardless of, you know, Europa League or regular league games or cup games. Like, he'll just play his guys to death, and then they get injured, and he'll sub one out. Hmm. So, I don't know. When do we get to see Burn Leno? I think we'd like to see him soon. You know, Hopefully be interesting. a cup game or something. I'd just like to see how he does for you. Because he, he was a pretty good keeper. Yeah, um, for yeah I, don't, I don't know why. You would think, especially against lesser opposition, like, say, the Cardiffs or Newcastles of the world, that he wouldn't get a start. But, I mean, Czech hasn't put a foot wrong either, really. I mean, he's made a few mistakes, you know, when he's had to pass out from the back. But even, you know, Newcastle was pressing us pretty good in the first half, and Czech didn't put a foot wrong. I mean, he... He looks actually a little more composed. Like with every single game, he's looked more comfortable playing this way. And so I think maybe we underestimate Czech's ability to play out from the back. And maybe it's just he's just never been asked to, but he's always maybe had the ability to kind of add it to his repertoire. So um, I think Czech did great. He had a couple of good saves in the first half. I mean, really, Newcastle looked the better team in the first half. Um, but yeah, uh, Torreya came on at halftime. So he, he he looked really, really good. I think he has to... He has to start in the next game. That's my main takeaway. Um, and also, my other takeaway is I'd like to see Holding start one of the next games, too. Just because um, I kind of wonder... It's, it, you know, We noticed this actually a couple of years ago in the FA Cup Final, too. Um, Holding does really, really well when he's with someone who's experienced. He looked great next to Murdoch So I wonder if you put him next to Socrates. If he gets a run of you know half a dozen games, maybe Holding ends up looking like... I don't know the new John Stones or something. You know, if he just gets 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 enough enough solid games under his belt, he did he did seem to have quite a bit of promise. Um, well, because I kind of look at it, Mustafi. Like, I don't know that Mustafi gets any better. Really, I mean, I know a lot of people like Lovren from the World Cup, but Lov- he's kind of like Lovren. He's terribly error prone, and seems like he should be a lot better than he actually is. And maybe it's just the price that was paid for him. But yeah, I. I would not, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Mustafi got dropped for holding. And honestly, if I was the guy making the decision, I'd probably do it. So I'm sitting here listening to you and also looking to see if I can find this tweet that I saw. But I want to get your take on it. I'm going to summarize. This isn't word for word, but this is basically what he was saying. Um, the, the tweet basically said, Arsenal still have no identity and it's almost October. And it was from, it was from a gooner. It was some... <laughs> And and it actually had quite a few like likes and retweets and stuff too. I think we have an identity. It's the same one we've had for two years. We're a mess. <laughs> so I know what he means though. There's no like thing we're known for as like a style. Like it used to be we would destroy teams with possession play, right? Especially the lower opposition. Or, you know, Liverpool is known for pressing, or you know, City is kind of known for pressing and and for possession play. You know, being able to transition between the two seamlessly. I think the the thing that we have that a lot of Gunners fans have been really excited about is kind of our front four or five. You know, you call you know Ramsey, Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. Like, when do we get to see all five of them play together? And I think the reason we don't see them all, all play together and the reason why we lack identity is that they don't really fit. Well, they're kind of over... They over like, like, Mkhitaryan play wing and does but i feel like he and ramsey are very much so cut from the same cloth uh i don't really agree with that i think ramsey's better coming from deep i think mkhitaryan naturally is a number 10 that sits behind the striker but plays better can play really well on the wing but you can only like i think at some point you do need natural wingers you need natural width you need guys that will run at people you know to use ron's analogy we don't have a single world-class player because none of our players can beat a man right and I think yeah, it's a I little. I think Aubameyang would probably be. He does potentially. He can't. He. I've never seen Aubameyang run at like Hazard or Ronaldo does. Run at a guy and just beat his man. He can beat he his man by making Dortmund the run. The time. I guess I don't watch enough Bundesliga, but I, I'd love to see it. And maybe if he can do that, that would give me hope for him playing on the left wing. But I, I think it's a little unrealistic to expect Aubameyang to make his career playing left wing at Arsenal. Like to me, 
he misses playing through the middle. And I think he plays really well with Lacazette, and Lacazette's been the better center forward. So maybe at some point you got to figure out how to play the two of them, play 4-4-2 or something. But then we're so weak at the back, how do you do that? You know, and then if you're playing 4-4-2, you definitely have to have some pace on the wings to, you know, make up that difference, you know, in 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 space. And if you're playing 4-4-2 with Mkhitaryan and Ozil on the wings, like, you're just going to get destroyed. And there was times, you know, tactically watching the game yesterday, it looked almost like 4-2-2-2. Where it looked like Ozil and Ramsey were right behind Aubameyang and Lacazette, so very, very narrow. Um, but I, I think what happens is Ramsey really, I think, is better coming from deep. I think he, he tried to just take players on and go by them, and he doesn't. I don't think he's fast enough to do it, you know. And I think I would love to see all five played together have Ozil play in number ten, have Mkhitaryan on the right, have Aubameyang on the left. But it doesn't feel. It feels like half those guys are out of position. You know, I feel, or at least Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan feel like they're out of position. So maybe they can make that transition. But I think to, to speak to the point, you know, the comment of they don't have an identity. I think it's because while we have world class talent up front, I don't think they fit right together. Now, if Emery can make them gel and come together really, really well, great. I mean, give them coach of the year. But I just don't, I don't know that it's going to happen, especially at their ages. You know, I mean, Mkhitaryan and and Aubameyang are both pushing thirty. You know, Ozil is 30, I think. So, and then you can't, what are you going to punish Lacazette? I mean, he's the future moving forward up front. Yeah. And he's been our best, and he's our been best great. attacker all season. So, so yeah. we're, we've already, we're already at the 50 minute mark, or close to. Wow. Um, but this has been fun. Um, <laughs> have you guys enjoyed it as much as we yeah. have? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Nobody not. Nobody is listening right now, TJ. We could <laughs> we could say anything. I'm I'm secretly an Arsenal fan. No, I'm just, no, Yikes! Sorry. Now we just lost all our Spurs. Sorry, we have even, zero listeners now. Not even Great. Remotely true. Um, so just to kind of move along here, I think we'll skip the fantasy update because nothing's changed. We both still suck. <laughs> and it is what it is. Um, you can find we'll we'll paste uh, we'll paste the the stuff in the site so you read the show notes if you're interested. You can find the link and all that. So uh, some general talking points. Uh, just a quickie. Um, I don't know uh, if anybody listening saw this, but TJ and I were texting back and forth and having a wow fest over Sun's nutmeg uh, against Chile. Um, Oh, I don't know the guy he nutmegged. I know he he first had to take the ball off of Arturo Di Vidal. Yeah, I mean, which is pretty awesome. That should have made him nervous. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if I was within ten feet of Vidal, I'd be like. <gasps> but it wasn't just a nutmeg. It was like a vault, like a mini volley in the air. Yeah, I, like the ball wasn't on the ground. When yeah, it was like a nutmeg back heel. Back, yeah, it's like something you watch on like freestyle on Instagram or something. It's just So we'll incredible. also post that on the show notes, but uh, in case you don't want to go look up our site or whatever, you can just do a search for, for Sun Nutmeg versus Chili. Um, watch that. It's just, it's one of the coolest uh, looking uh, football moves I've seen in a long time. Yeah, so. yeah, it was, it was great. So um, we're, I want to let you talk about uh, the next point, but I'm going to skip that. We'll come back really quick. Uh I wanted to talk about who uh, who do you think well you know now because you can see the notes but <laughs> would you have guessed that stats wise the keeper of the season thus far would be our favorite Joe Hart and keep saving Joe keep saving <laughs> keep diving stop those goals going in uh, yeah, that was crazy. I was just looking for some inf- information just randomly, and I was looking through the stats. I think it's more a testament to how poor Burnley have been. <laughs> like, he's actually had to, like, had to step so up. Things. Yeah, he's had plenty of opportunities to, like, <laughs> try and be a good keeper. So, we could talk about Harry, Harry Kane being tired, but that's kind of, for Spurs fans, kind of an old subject at this point. So, let's just take a I'm time. happy to talk about it. It supports my, my my theory about the World Cup hangover, I've which I think really, is finally hitting Spurs. I've never really discounted your theory, and I actually think that might be playing a part of what's going on here. But um, I did want to give, because I, I didn't realize this article existed. Um, Ozil wrote on the Arsenal website. Or I didn't know it either. Whatever. I don't know if he wrote it or he had somebody else write it for him or whatever, but it was it was from him. Um, on Basically, the, the gist of the article and the title kind of wraps into this is his whole life, he's never really cared about scoring goals. He's cared about assisting. Mm-hmm. Like how most kids grow up trying to score goals, and, and so that's why there's Being so many selfish, kids wanting to be strikers. Yeah. Ozil's 
dream growing up was always to be helping others score goals, which seems pretty admirable. But I, I'll let you talk about it, but I pulled out one quote because I thought it was funny. <laughs> and you'll get why I think it's funny. But it, it, this is a quote from the article. Says, uh, he says, it actually got to the stage where my dad spoke to my coach at Rottweiss Essen and said, he can't play. He's tired. And you can see that on the pitch because yesterday he spent 10 hours playing football with his mates. Okay, truthfully, makes sense. But based on everybody's perception... <laughs> Since he was a little kid, he was tired. Based on everybody's perception of Ozil, it's like this guy just is tired all the time. So Well, it's yeah. actually in my notes from earlier, and I droned on and on and on too much about other things in the, during the Arsenal game. But it was funny. Um, two things I've noticed from Ozil this season uh, that were really kind of tied up in this game is his his first touch has been a little off, and I think maybe that's, I don't know, maybe early season rust or something. Like, normally, like, he never puts a foot wrong. He never makes a mistake, and he rarely has a misplaced pass. There's a few moments in that game against Newcastle where it almost was a little reminiscent of, I think it was the Chelsea game, where like, he was giving away the ball constantly. Um, that happened a few times. But the other thing that was really weird about this game is how much he was actually running compared to the previous games of the season. And there's the first time I think I've ever seen it at, in an Arsenal shirt where he breaks past like the normal level of comfortable sprinting to like the like there's a bear chasing me sprinting you know where like you're flailing your arms like everybody else runs like that in the EPL because they have to run for their lives Ozil never runs like that and I've only ever seen him play like that for Real in highlights where like he's trying to get by somebody when he's younger it's the first time I've seen him do it in an Arsenal shirt and maybe there's plenty of, maybe I was just he, he I don't did know do it in that, that Spurs game last year that I keep I don't know I almost never see it but game. he in this game, he definitely was doing it. I was like, oh, it's there. there it is. It's the, it's the bear run. <laughs> he can move. He can move that fast. And so, yeah, I, I for that alone, I want to give a man of the match. But um, It was a good article, though. It was, it was an interesting article, and it's it's kind of cool. I, I almost wish that there was, like, whole movies of him on YouTube playing as a little kid because I'd be kind of curious to see, like, like, his movements. Like, Ozil's movements are very specifically his. Like, you can tell... That's him playing. And right? he, he mentions as much. Like, he was saying how Zidane was someone he looked up to. But he said, but I'm still of course, like, my own player. It's funny. I think he looks nothing like Zidane when he plays. I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> what well, videos he, he was watching. He even said that. He said, I, he said, I have my own style. Yeah, but he's he dramatically different. he looked up different. to Zidane as far yeah. as how... For know, sure. I think the thing that always stands out to me with these articles on Ozil is if you ever, like, see him interviewed, the thing that always, like, is very jarring is when he talks. Because he's, he's kind of... He's taller, but he's kind of skinny. And he gets kind of pushed around on the field, right? And we all kind of complain about how he's tired. Yeah. But then when he opens his mouth, he's got, like, that deep, like, German, like, you know. Yeah, like, really, really kind of strong, you know, German accent. It's just kind of like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that to come out of him. All right. Dan has to get American here really quick before we wrap Didn't up. Didn't we already get American earlier? Well, this is this is not that American. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic is now playing for the Galaxy, so that's the American... But he scored his 500th competitive goal uh, yesterday. And did you, by the, did you click that link? You I, I saw it. Did you I see it? it? It was some crazy like roundhouse kick karate chop thing. Like only Zlatan. I would, I off. would, I would throw out there that Zlatan by himself has made MLS one tier above Bundesliga. I, I don't know about. that. I think, I think just Zlatan himself I, I has just that, like he's know. taken the whole MLS sacker <laughs> and just like lifted it up. I will say this. The LA Galaxy are abysmal this year. Even in that game, they still lost five to three, which is like a ridiculous scoreline for most other games. If MLS wanted to be a better league, what they would do is they would move to where Zlatan wants to be, like just move all the teams to Sweden, like just Zlatan like make it the ZLS Zlatan <laughs> League Soccer. Let him just take over. But uh, seriously, he scored a, he scored like three or four ridiculous goals since being in MLS. Which I know throughout his career, he's got tons yeah. of highlights, but. That was a great, you know, if you're going to have a, a milestone goal, 500th career goal, that is yeah. one of the ways you can do it and be awesome. The other thing, being a, being a um, another Dan Gets American topic, um, being a Sounders fan, uh, just had to share that the Sounders have now gone nine games unbeaten. Previous record was seven. Um, with this latest win over Vancouver, we take home the Cascadia Cup. What that is... Is probably American. I don't know if I've seen this anywhere else in the world, but it would be like if Arsenal and Tottenham, maybe West Ham, maybe Chelsea, the London clubs got together and said, "Okay, whichever London club gets the most We're gonna have points our own little mini London against all the other London teams, they yeah. get the the 
you know, the London Trophy. That's the kind London of what this Cup. Is. It's only three teams, though. It's it's Vancouver, Portland, and Seattle. They're the three, like, in this zone, uh, the, the Pacific Northwest. And uh, uh, it's... And it's important to us because we live here, okay? Well, yeah. It's, so all you haters just It's a off. stupid trophy, but it's it's for bragging rights. It would be like like if, if Spurs, you know, gets more points through the year over, over Arsenal, um, we... It's like that, MLS's right? version of St. Tottenham's Day. And, uh, <laughs> anyhow. You didn't like that? I mean, that's kind of what it's like. Well, St. Tottenham's Day is the expectation that Spurs will falter. But that well, got canceled. Because normally, historically, you have. That got canceled a couple years ago. Hasn't happened yet. Although, if it's going to happen this year, starting to feel like maybe it could be. But who knows? Yeah, you guys, us, and United are all level on points. Yeah. Welcome to the mid table, boys. Anyhow, so that's into my American stuff. Just had to throw that that the little sounders because you know that's kind of my other love when it comes to to, to football. And, so. and soon all of our crossing, it's almost like this is like you're a paid spy of MLS to try and turn EPL fans into sound into e- MLS. Fans. If they paid, a if spy you do to a do review, it, guys, we're going to give you your own MLS team. If they paid a spy to Zachary. do it, they wouldn't send it to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a waste of time. And that's that's part of the undercover part. No one will suspect that you're really well, an no undercover one can MLS. No one even knew, <laughs> except for Brandon and Brad. Actually, I don't think Brad listens to these. I think he just corresponds with us. Yeah, on it's Facebook. just on Facebook. But Brandon's the only one who listens, yeah. and we have like fifty or sixty or whatever listens because Brandon just listens to it over and over yeah, and over. He puts again. it on repeat and luckily it's like it one of his kids get his phone and like hmm, dink dink dink. Oh, uh, you know we're doing better. So we moved. Um, we moved to this new podcasting service. And it it actually we did, yeah yeah you 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 weren't even <laughs> I'm just part kidding. of it. I saw the PSA. Yeah, so so only two people have listened to the PSA saying that we were leaving SoundCloud, which means there was only two people who listened to our podcast exclusively on SoundCloud, and one of them um, was a friend of yours, Hunter, oh. um, who said boo, and he was the only one who left a comment. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like okay, so nobody really cares. Our numbers haven't dropped since we moved over. I mean, we we didn't do a podcast for last week, so they dropped because of that. But they're well in line mm. with how we should be. So, um, and we have some better stats and better features available to so us. So the rest the of the listeners are robots. Probably we should get like a captcha thing put on there where they have to like. No, no, let's keep the robots. We want our numbers <laughs> to be high. Well, it's okay. <laughs> Shoot, when they become our overlords, we want them to be fans of our <laughs> team. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, you two, you're the leads on ESPN. Go over there. And we'll be like, uh, hi. <laughs> uh, okay, Probably next week's not. games. Uh, Spurs are at Brighton at Amex Stadium, um, Saturday the 22nd, uh, 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern. My prediction, 2-0 to Spurs. That's actually my prediction, too. Okay. I'm going to give that to you guys. We, we got to get a win here. At but, some uh, point. But let's hope that Brighton beat you. Yeah. So then we got to Everton at Arsenal um, at the Emirates, of course. Uh, Sunday the 23rd, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. TJ, what do you got on that one? I am going to go with 3-1 to the Arsenal. That's kind of my standard it standard take is. at this point. How did I typed in three one here and it added an AMS? You know what else we totally screwed up here on what? is there's European games this week. Are there? I'm pretty sure Champions League and Europa oh, League starts. Sweet. That's why Arsenal's I playing on Sunday. Look. Oh shoot! Well, we're the authoritative podcast on things. <laughs> Let's so, see. So why you looking oh. that up? Why you looking that up? Let me give you my prediction. Um, I have two one to Everton, and I have Theo Walcott scoring the winner. Oh, that's interesting. It's just just for the the plot twist. Maybe right. maybe. So what? Just what awesome game am I missing? Spurs. Uh, uh, you guys are gonna play Inter Milan. Oh, Inter. So maybe that's where Trippier will take it to the next level. Inter is kind of the yeah. That's that's just what Bale did. So <laughs> Inter isn't quite the same. Inter is the interesting team because it's pretty widely thought that if Spurs are going to go through, it's going to be at the expense of Inter. Who else is in your group? Isn't it Barca? Barca, Spurs, Inter. Is it Barca? And yeah, uh, sure. PSV, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like, That's PSV is the weakest team, but it's still a pretty decent team. <laughs> um, we play Borskla? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Well, it's like Oster Sons that you played last year. Wow, they're uh, they play in the Ukrainian league. Oh, oh, right now they're fifth in the Ukrainian league. <laughs> but Dy- Dynamo Kiev is what the big Ukrainian team, right? 
Dan, uh, yeah, and then the one, Shakhtar. Those are the two Shakhtar big ones. Shakhtar, Donetsk. That's I right. didn't know that they had any other teams in the <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you know, it's a lot like uh, La Liga. Yeah, I'm such a I'm teams. such a Euro snob. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, and I'm looking up Forskla. <sighs> so I'm gonna say that we beat Forskla three one. I'm gonna say Spurs get beat two 0 by by Inter. Where are we playing? Are we, I'd be worried. Are we if playing I were at you. Wembley? Or are we playing? Because you guys at... have not been playing well. And what is know. Inter Stadium? I forget what their stadium's called. Anyhow, the San Siro. Oh, that is San Siro. One of the most famous stadiums in the world. Yeah, I thought. I thought I actually had San Siro in my head, but I was anyhow. You didn't want to say in case you're wrong. Well, it's and sure enough, you got PSV Eindhoven in there and in Inter. Yeah. I think Spurs beat them regardless, but I think if it's at Wembley. Oh. So Google says you guys have a 37% chance of winning. Inter have a 33% chance of winning, and there's a 30% chance of a draw. So it's it's pretty much more or less even down the middle. Slight advantage. Well, I mean, you guys are a better team, but I guess on current form. Well, Inter didn't start off so hot either. I think they're doing well now, but they didn't start the season off so. They've hot. got some great players though. I mean, on paper, they got because they brought in Nangolin, the Belgian have, guy. Uh, Insigne? No, is it Insigne? Their striker. Icardi. Icardi, that's who it is, yeah. Who's been one of the best strikers. He's been very good. In Serie A for years. They got uh, Perisic. They got uh, Rozovic. Oh, Perisic. Kind of like a rematch of the of the yep. semifinals of the World Cup. And according to FIFA, they have Handinovic, the goalkeeper. He's like an 88 in FIFA. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> because I also crap all over the Serie A league, too. I mean, they're yeah. not very good. I'm just more like we don't really know the goalkeeper and he's an eighty eight. <laughs> like that just I've heard like, of him before, but I just rated, like, like eighty eight really he's an eighty eight? Yeah. That means he's over Allison and Ed- Ederson and and Courtois and I mean Noya's a ninety and it's kinda like hard though, I think, to rate Ederson because like how many shots does he have to save anyway? Pep <laughs> should just buy another striker and throw him in goal. <laughs> Well, isn't it, I think when Pep's first year, he said that if I could field a team of 11 for Fernandinho's, I could win the league or something. I don't yeah, know if that that's the case sense. now. He's gotten old. But All yeah. Right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Gold star for you, Brandon, if you're still listening. Anybody else? And uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.